Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know Him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who He's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for this day that you have allowed us to see. God, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Like the song says, that keeps running after us, oh God, times that we fall short, you still come after us, you still love us, and we're grateful. We thank you for that, God. Thank we Lord. thank you for life, God. We thank you for the faculties that we have. We just thank you for being God and being so good to us, oh God. I pray, God, that as we prepare to hear from you, that you would ready our hearts, that you would cause our hearts to be good ground, and so that the seeds that fall may germinate, God. I pray, God, that you would anoint our ears to be able to hear what you have to say. I pray, God, that you would give us clarity of thought and precision of speech to be able yes. to relay and express exactly what it is that is on your heart and let your people be edified, blessed, and challenged. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So we have been in our Just Pray series. And, you know, before we even go any deeper, we pray that at this point, you know, our posture and our mindset towards God and towards prayer has been revolutionized, that we are taking very seriously the opportunity that we have to communicate with God. Today, we're going to talk about lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And we'll probably finish it out for thine is the kingdom and kind of close it out with that today. Okay. So we're still in Luke, Luke chapter 11, and we're going to read uh, this verse four. So he said to them, when you pray, say, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth that is in heaven. Give us this day by day, our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And, you know, we were, we were talking this morning a little bit about this particular phrase and what we're really asking God to do here, because now we're in the request area. And the request area is where I think many of us struggle when it comes to prayer, because this is the part of prayer. This is the part where we feel like this is the whole point of prayer, that when we're going to now request or ask God for something, a lot of times the temptation is for us to lean on our own need of what we're asking God for rather than really pausing to understand the context and the purpose of prayer. And that, first of all, prayer is not a selfish act. Prayer is something that we need to be thinking about beyond our own personal needs. Recognizing that, number one, not only is God our source, but God is our sense of direction. That your life has a set path that God has desired it to take. Right? And I, th I think we need to understand that. Like, Every step of your life is set out to be able to have a final destination. You're not aimlessly walking through life, right? You're not just waking up every day and just doing whatever comes, right? There is a destination and there's a destiny that God has for you. So then again, if God is leading you somewhere and if God has a set path for us to walk, 
We must depend on his direction. We must depend on where he leads us. Now, let's be honest. There are a lot of times we, we end up in different places in our lives and we end up in areas that are not the most convenient or not the most comfortable. And many times is a consequence for our own decisions, like doing things our own way. Like a lot of trouble that we get into, a lot of frustrations, things that happen in our life. We can't blame God for that. It's because, listen, I just felt like I wanted to do this or I was moved by my emotion and I just did it. And now I'm living the consequence of it. So we have to understand, first of all, that the first part of this, which is most important when Jesus is praying is he's saying, lead us. God, lead us. So there's a submission when you're praying and asking for God's help and making a request for God. There's also a surrendering to God's leading. Surrendering to the fact that my path is not my path. I'm walking out your path for my life. I can only request something from you when I'm depending on how you're leading me. And I think it's important to, to kind of look at that. So with this phrase, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, is one that a lot of people might wrestle with. So we wanted to kind of wrestle with it together today. Right. And, and kind it, of talk about what when, that when, means. when you hear the word temptation, you know, I immediately think of the scripture in James that says, you know, don't say uh, that you are tempted of God. And, and, mm -hmm. and for, in James 1, it says, don't say that you're tempted of God because every man is drawn away by his own lust. So in, in other words, the temptation that you may experience to sin is not coming from God. That's coming from the lust and the sin that's inside of us. We're mm -hmm. all born in sin, shaped in iniquity. That's not a, a, a surprise. It's yep. not a question. It shouldn't be. Uh, at this point, you know, everybody knows whether you've been saved or not coming to the knowledge of Christ. We're all human mm -hmm. and we've been shaped yeah. naturally in sin. Mm -hmm. And so there is that that dichotomy of, of our spiritual beings and our natural man, the carnal man that wrestle and fight. Right. Mm -hmm. Paul talks about it at great length. The point is what's inside of us, the sin part of us is what draws us away uh, towards temptation. Yeah. But in this in this case, in this scripture, temptation is not necessarily that type of temptation. It's uh, more so talking about the trials mm -hmm. that we may face. So in other words, God, when you're leading us, please don't lead us into trials. Uh, you know, the Bible deals at great length about mm -hmm. us being tested. And, and hard tested. Right. Yeah. And I thought about the purpose of why we get tested. And even naturally, when we when we take tests, it's to see what we've learned, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we, we have lessons and we experience lessons naturally and in life. And at some point, you have to get tested on what you've learned. Yeah. And I was thinking about, I was like, what is Jesus saying deeper than what he's saying? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> or what can we take away deeper than what is surfacely being said. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like we just said, Jesus wouldn't say, don't lead us into temptation as if God would be in heaven sitting, watching us just being tempted and right. squirming right. at the sin that we may struggle with. I started to think about it and, and wrestle with it. And, and I, I thought maybe deeper than that, or more so what's, what's happening is an acknowledgement of the need for God yeah. in your hour of temptation mm -hmm. and trial. Mm -hmm. So it's more so, because like we've said in the beginning, the focus of this prayer is upward, right? Right. Yeah. 
the beginning of the prayer and, and, and we dealt with how when you, we approach prayer, our focus first and foremost is to God. God Who yeah. are we praying to? Where is the power? But at some point, like you said, there's a pivot and there's a, there's a turn in which our focus becomes us. Mm-hmm. So in this moment, in saying after we've acknowledged who you are, God, where you are, now we're acknowledging our humanity. Yeah. And now this is the part where we're saying we need help because I'm acknowledging and saying, God, don't lead me into temptation. I'm acknowledging that there's something in me that would cause me to both be tempted naturally with my sin, but there's also things in me that would cause me to be tested, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like when, when we are tested, God is proving the faith mm-hmm. that we have, mm-hmm. whether or not we have it, right? But when we are tried and when we are tested and we don't pass the test, that's because there are things inside right. of us that would cause us to not pass the test. Yeah. So I guess in essence, what I'm saying is this is acknowledging the fact that we, at the base point, we need God. Yeah. And we're asking God in this moment, God, don't lead me into trials and testing, but rather help me, help that part of me that would succumb, succumb, both Mm -hmm. succumb to our natural temptation, but also help that part of me that may not be ready to be tested. Mm -hmm. Because there are, there are times when we will be tested, Mm -hmm. right? Like we cannot escape testing at some point in time, right? But when we approach that, Lord, help us in that time. Yeah, 100%. An example of this is, um, and many of you may remember, uh, in Exodus, when the children of Israel were delivered from Egypt and they crossed the Red Sea, uh, they had all this drama leading up to that, right? They go through the Red Sea and, and, and the enemies are drowned and now their oppression is gone and now they're on the other side of this big problem they have overcome. And the Bible says something that makes you scratch your head because it's like, okay, God, you've led us through this traumatic situation. You've led us through this. And many of us can testify in our own lives. There are things that only God brought us through, right? And then you would think that that would carry over in your path, that all of a sudden things, you know, things are good. It's a good season. Obviously, the next steps are going to be great. But the Bible says something interesting. Right after they cross over the Red Sea, it says, and the Lord and Moses led them onward past the Red Sea into the wilderness of Shur, right? And you think about that, right? Okay, hold on. I just came through the Red Sea, which was a trial, right? Which was a test of trusting God to bring you all the way through. And now I'm on the other side of it. And my path is leading to this promise. But once again, now I have to go through a wilderness, right? So there's a prayer. This prayer is really saying, first of all, humbling yourself to the path that God has you on and accepting the ups and downs of it. Right. So at the same time, this this seasons of testing that we're going in, the testing is not to embarrass you like God is not sitting there and saying, let me see what you learn. Right. Just for the sake of proving that he's smarter than you. No. The point is testing proves to you who you are. Testing is not for God to show you. Testing is for you to see what is in you. So once you see what is in you, now you can take responsibility by partnering with God to get through that or to overcome that, right? So this whole prayer, and and, and when you think about prayer, prayer has a beautiful connotation of partnership. It has a beautiful connotation of fellowship and communion and working together with God, that it's not one-sided, that God, if you do bless me, the truth is I'm a conduit of your glory. 
The truth is I'm an instrument that you're using to bring change in the world. That is my purpose. My purpose is not to pray and get blessed and just keep it for myself. The blessings that God has given us are supposed to flow through us so that he can flow through us to be a blessing. So when we're asking God to not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil, that evil, like you said, babe, is the evil that we are constantly wrestling with within ourselves. The parts of us that are not fully surrendered to God yet. And relying on God's mercy that, yes, uh, I may be struggling with this, or yes, there are things in my life that are not fully surrendered to you, but I am relying on your mercy. Because at the end of the day, your path that is set out for me is going to include a whole bunch of things that may not be comfortable for me. So let not what's within me cause me to disregard the path that you're taking me to, right? And this is kind of you get into the season or get into a place where you like, you know, cursing God or, you know, like for instance with Job, right? Job going through his whole life of being one of the richest men to ever live and and in one day losing everything, not because he was wrong, but because God trusted him as one that could stand in the midst of adversity. And I pray that as we're going through this series and we deal with our real life situations and you're looking at your life and you're looking at the things that went well, the things that didn't. And the temptation there is to look at God and to, you know, accuse God wrongly or not humble yourself in the good and the bad to God's care for you, right? That we not allow ourselves and, you know, what is in us and what our desires are to misjudge God and misjudge God's intentions. So he says, lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I I was also going to add that I I look at this part of the scripture as, or this part of the prayer rather, as a point of submission, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like we we keep driving home how in the beginning of the prayer, this model prayer and and, and, and taking the stance when we approach prayer is to focus on God first. Yeah. Once we get to ourselves at the end of, of, of petitioning God for the things that we may need, uh, uh, once we've um, gotten to the place of focusing on ourselves finally mm-hmm. and we ask him, you know, forgive us for the things that obviously if we're asking for forgiveness, that means we're acknowledging we've done wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Once we get past that point, there is a resolve that should come in your communication with God where you say, I'm submitting. I'm submitting to who you are. I'm submitting to uh, whatever may come. Lead us not. I'm praying that you don't uh, lead me into trials uh, of of the sort. But if that is the case, Mm -hmm. the the, uh, clause or or the, the, the point of resolution is whatever happens, please make sure you deliver me Mm -hmm. from the evil one. Mm -hmm. And that's basically saying, I'm entrusting my life into your hands and that in doing that, you will deliver me from the evil one, the hands of the enemy that would, uh, I think about the scripture where Jesus tells Peter how Satan desires to sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you that your faith fail not. So in this moment, that I'm praying, God, please don't allow me to to experience trials and and in 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 that fear or or in that statement, there is slight. I don't want to say there's fear. That may not be the right word, mm-hmm. but there is 
uh, I guess the apprehension in experiencing trials is not being sure if you'll make it. Right. I think when like it would be too much for you to bear. Right. Mm -hmm. And we know that he doesn't put more. He doesn't give us more that we can bear. Right. It, it says that in his, in the Bible, but naturally speaking, like this is that too much. The human yeah. side of us feels mm -hmm. like God. I don't want to experience this because I don't. I'm not sure if I'm going to pass the test. I don't know if I'll make it. Mm -hmm. But when you when when the line says deliver me or deliver us from the evil one, it's like you're acknowledging. Mm -hmm. that I have the chance of being in the hand of the enemy, yeah. but I'm asking you to deliver me from that. Take me out of the hand of the enemy and hold me. Yeah. Pretty no, that's, that's, that's beautiful. So, so yeah. there, there's a submitting to God that takes place. And naturally, when you pray, like, um, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I know that when I pray, there are times when I pray and I may really be struggling and I... I try to model, okay, let me focus on God. Let me praise you. Let me, and you go through all the steps that we've been talking about. At the end, there's a resolve in my spirit that mm -hmm. happens, that takes place where I just rest and yeah. submit and surrender, yeah. and surrender mm -hmm. in the fact that God, you are in complete control. And that's really what the last, I, that's the takeaway I get from the last lines. I don't mm -hmm. know. Uh, yeah. So I mean, before that, cause, cause I, I'm, as we're as we're talking about it, you think about this, right? Like when you say deliver us from the evil one, that is ascribing evil to the evil one. Right. So it's always understanding that God is not evil and God is not the evil one and God is not the source of evil. Right. But the evil one, the enemy of our soul, the enemy, the devil is an opportunist. Right. So while God has you in the wilderness of Shur, like we talked about that illustration with the Israelites, they had just kind of over the Red Sea. They had God had just provided for them. God drowned their enemies in the sea. Slavery is over. Boom. Y'all are free. Y'all are going to a promised land. But there's there's another stop. You have to go through the wilderness before you get there. So there's going to be another inconvenient season that you're going to go in right after you just saw the greatest miracle of your life. And what happened is they got into the wilderness and they lost their faith three days after because they didn't have any water. So it's like, why would God deliver me from the Egyptians and save my life to have me die three days later because I don't have any water? So what is what is that testing? What is that part? Is? What is that part? That part is supposed to show you that, hey, listen, God has just proven himself to you. Do you trust him? Like when things are not the way they need to be or the way you're expecting them to be, do you still trust that God is going to finish what he started in your life, right? So ascribing evil to God is a temptation that the enemy tries to get us to do when God allows us to go through seasons of testing. So it's like we start accusing God and doubting God and basically throwing everything that he's done back in his face. So the Israelites, once they're in the wilderness, they're like, Man, listen, at least when we was in Egypt, we would have had water. So we, we were better off. In, so you were better off in slavery because you're thirsty. You were better off in slavery because, and this is the mindset and the temptation. So when we're praying that, we're like, lead us not into temptation. Lead us not into hard testing, Lord. But if you do, deliver us from the evil one. So deliver us from the opportunistic tactics of the enemy 
that would cause us to curse you when you're already bringing us out. Right. Help us not to forget the fact that you had just blessed us. And just because there's a delay or just because there's other things that are happening that may make the scene look like things are repeating themselves. We're going back into this cycle of despair. Help us to trust that you're going to deliver us from the one who is trying to capitalize on our inconvenience. You know, mm -hmm. like deliver us from the evil one. And then, like you said, going into now, here comes the resolve. The right. Kingdom, right. And, and that 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 line is not in everyone. Yeah. Was that it's, Matthew? That's Matthew. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's very basic, but yeah. to me, it's apropos to closing out a prayer because once again, the focus goes towards God. We've started with the focus being on God. We've taken sort of an interlude or, or a moment to focus on our needs. But at the end of the day, with whatever we've submitted to God in prayer, whatever we've come to him in prayer with, the, the last line says, uh, this is the complete Jewish Bible. It says, mm -hmm. for kingship, power, and glory are yours forever. Amen. Yeah. So in other words, yeah. no matter what I have wrestled with, what I have come to you with in prayer, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, you're still Lord, you're still King, King of Kings, yeah. right? And Lord of Lords, you still have all power. All power is in your hands mm -hmm. and all glory belongs to you. There's nothing more that really needs to be said after that. Like, God, I am, again, once again, I'm submitting to who you are and your power. Mm -hmm. That no matter what happens, you're still king. Nothing can take away your sovereignty. Right. The fact that you are king, you sit high and look low. I love that saying. I always say mm -hmm. that. Because it's true, he sits high. He's not where we are. Right. And he looks low to where we are. And he is the king of kings. He is the creator of the universe. There's nothing, like what more can you say to somebody who has established his kingship? Yeah. He is king, right? All power is in his hands and all glory is his forever. That means there is no end to it. It cannot be interrupted. It cannot be disturbed. It cannot be taken away. Yeah. It's his. Yeah. And then the last phrase is amen. And that's basically an agreement to what has been said. That is saying, I wholeheartedly agree and stand in agreement to whatever has been said. For me, if I could summarize the whole model prayer and the purpose of it, or what drives it, I would say that it's basically faith. That's, that's what yeah. faith is, right? And yeah. in, in, in trusting that God is who he said he is, yeah. right? So if you have that faith, then what you say, it's powered and fueled by faith. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole point of the prayer, right? Like you said, being sandwiched in God, you're acknowledging who God is. And at the end, you're acknowledging once again who he is and who you submitted yourself to. That's faith. Yeah. And that's what it takes not only to please God, but in this sense to communicate with God and pray. So, yeah. you know, just keeping that in mind. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for this day. We thank you for being God. We thank you for your faithfulness, your mercy, your holiness. We thank you. And we appreciate 
your godness. We appreciate uh, the blessing that you have bestowed upon us, even the ones that we don't even realize that you're doing. We thank you. So today, as we have come a little further in this prayer series, we pray, Lord, that you would continue to allow what we've heard to marinate in our spirit so that we can become that which you have called and destined us to be. We pray, Lord, that even as we are in different seasons right now in our lives, and some of us may be in a season of testing and in a season of trial, we pray, Lord, that you would give us the strength and the courage to go through, realizing that you will never leave us or forsake us, but that you are holding our hands, that you are not tempting us. We thank you, Lord, that you are going to deliver us from the evil one, that we do not ascribe evil to you that it's not you doing evil to us. We thank you for being a loving God, a gracious God, a faithful God, a holy God, a merciful God. We thank you, Lord. And we pray, God, that even as we go on in this series, getting into the more practical aspects of what prayer is, that you would help us to grow in our own relationship with prayer and our own communication with you, that we can be true instruments of change, not only in those who are around us, but in the world and we become all that you have called us to be. And we end this prayer by saying, we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you go, we'd like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says that if we confess with our mouth and believe with our heart, we shall be saved. Pray this with me. Lord Jesus, I recognize and acknowledge that I am a sinner in need of your grace. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn away from my sins and ask you to forgive me and save me. I make you Lord of my life. If you made this life-changing decision, welcome to the family. We wanna know about it. Connect with us online at www.thelifehouseministries.org or by downloading the Lifehouse app. We love you all and pray God continues to bless and keep you.